The Revelations of St. Gertrude Written by Herself Continuing Chapter 20 Secondly, Thou didst assure my unworthiness that Thou wouldst consider whoever should expose their defects to me with a contrite and humble heart, guilty or innocent, as I had declared them more or less guilty, and from henceforward Thy grace would so sustain them that they should never again be in such danger from their faults as they had been previously. And thus thou hast relieved my indigence, which is so great that I have never even for a single day corrected myself as I ought, and yet thou dost permit me to participate in the victories of others, when thou, my good God, dost condescend to make use of me as a most unworthy instrument, to give the grace of victory to thine other, more deserving friends through my words. Thirdly, the abundant liberality of thy grace has enriched my poverty of merit by this assurance, that whenever I promise a favor to anyone, or the pardon of any fault, through confidence in thy mercy, thy benign love will ratify my words and execute my promise as faithfully as if it had been confirmed by an oath of the eternal truth. Thou didst add further that if anyone found that the salutary effects of my promises were deferred, they should continually remind thee that I had promised this grace from thee. Thus dost thou provide for my salvation according to the words of the gospel. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. As I, alas, continually fall into the greatest faults, thou desirest by this means to remit the punishment I deserve. Fourthly, to solace my miseries, thou hast assured me, amongst other things, that whosoever recommend themselves humbly and devoutly to my prayers will certainly obtain all the fruit which they hope to obtain by the intercession of any other person in which thou hast provided for my negligence, which prevents me from satisfying not only for the prayers which are made gratuitously for the church, but also for those of obligation. And thou hast found the means of applying the fruit of them to me, according to the words of David, My prayer shall be turned into my bosom, making me participate in the merits of thine elect, who shall ask these graces of thee through my intermission although I am utterly unworthy of it, and granting me a share in them to supply for my indigence. Fifthly, thou hast further promoted my salvation by conferring these special favors on me, that whosoever with a good will, a right intention, and a humble confidence shall come to speak to me upon their spiritual advancement, shall never leave me without being edified or receiving spiritual consolation. In this also thou hast most suitably supplied for my indigence. For alas, I have wasted the talent thou didst so liberally bestow on me by my useless words. But now I may gain some merit by what I confide to others. Sixthly, thy liberality, O Lord, has bestowed on me this gift more necessary than all, certifying to me that whoever in their charity will either pray for me the vilest of God's creatures, or perform any good works, either for the amendment of my life 
or the forgiveness of the sins of my youth, or the correction of my iniquity and malice, shall receive this reward from thy abundant liberality, namely, that they shall not die until by thy grace their lives have become pleasing to thee, and that thou wilt dwell in their souls by a special friendship and intimacy. This thou hast granted of thy paternal tenderness to assist my extreme indigence, as thou knowest how many and how great corrections are needed for my innumerable sins and negligences. Thus, as thy loving mercy will not permit me to perish, and on the contrary, by reason of thy justice, will not permit me to be saved with all my imperfections, thou hast provided for me by means of the gains and merits of others. Thou hast added to all these favors, my kind God, by an abundant liberality, that if any one, after my death, considering with how much familiarity thou didst communicate with my unworthiness while in this life, should recommend themselves humbly to my prayers, thou wouldst hear them as willingly as if they invoked the intercession of any other person, provided that they had the intention of repairing their faults and negligences, and that they humbly and devoutly thanked thee for five special benefits which thou didst grant me. First, for the love by which thou didst freely choose me from all eternity, and which I declare to be the greatest of all the benefits which thou hast bestowed on me. For as thou didst foresee the corrupt life which I should lead, the excess of my ingratitude, and how I should abuse thy gifts, so that I deserve to have been born a pagan and not an enlightened human being. Thy mercy, which infinitely exceeds our crimes, has chosen me, in preference to many other Christians, to bear the holy character of a religious. Secondly, because thou hast drawn me blessedly to thee, I acknowledge it to be an effect of the clemency and charity which is natural to thee, who hast won by the attractions of thy caresses this rebellious and stubborn heart, which deserved to be loaded with fetters and chains. It has seemed as if thou hast found in me the faithful companion of thy love, and that thy greatest pleasure was to be united to me. Thirdly, because thou hast united me so intimately to thee, I declare as I am bound that I am indebted for this only to thy signal liberality, as if the number of the just was not great enough to receive the immense abundance of thy mercies. Not that I had better dispositions than others, but on the contrary, that thy charity might be the more signalized in me thereby. Fourthly, that thou hast taken pleasure and delight in dwelling in my soul. This proceeds from the ardor of thy love, which has deigned to testify, even by words, that it is the joy of thy all-powerful wisdom to stoop to one so dissimilar to thee and so utterly ungrateful. Fifthly, that it has pleased thee to accomplish thy work happily in me. It is a favor which I have hoped with humble confidence from the tenderness of thy most benign charity and for which I adore thee with gratitude, declaring, O sovereign, true, and only treasure of my soul, that I have in no way contributed to it by my merits, 
but that it is a pure gift of thy liberality. All these benefits coming from thine immense charity and being so far above my nothingness, I am unable to give thanks for them worthily. But thou hast further assisted my misery in exciting others by the most condescending promises to render thanksgiving to thee, the merit of which may supply my deficiencies, for which may all creatures in heaven, on earth, and under the earth glorify thee and thank thee continually. Chapter 21 Thanksgivings for the Confirmation of the Aforesaid Favors It has pleased thee, my Lord, in the abundance of thine inestimable charity, to ratify and confirm these favors. On a certain day, as I meditated on and compared thy mercy and my malice, I was filled with extreme joy, even to such presumption as to complain that thou hadst not assured me of these favors by solemn contract. Thy sweet and affable charity agreed to satisfy my objections, saying to me, Do not complain of this. Approach and receive the confirmation of my promises. Immediately thou didst open to me with both hands the ark of thy divine love and infallible truth, namely thy deified heart, and thou didst command me to extend my hand. I, perverse creature as I am, seeking for a sign. Then, drawing back thy sacred heart, with my hand enclosed therein, thou saidst, Behold, I promise to preserve inviolate the gifts which I have bestowed on thee. However, if I suspend their effects for a time, by way of dispensation, I oblige myself, by the omnipotence, wisdom, and love of the Trinity, in which I live and reign true God through all ages, to recompense thee afterwards threefold. After these most sweet words, as I withdrew my hand, I perceived thereon seven golden circlets in the form of rings, one on each finger and three on the signet finger, which indicated that the seven privileges were confirmed to me as I had asked. Then thy loving mercy added these words, Each time that you acknowledge your unworthiness of my gifts, and confide fully in my mercy. Each time you acquit yourselves of the debts you owe me for these benefits. Oh, how ingenious is thy paternity in providing for thy children, notwithstanding their vile degeneracy, and the manner in which they have squandered thy substance, falling from innocence and depriving thee of thy rightful worship. Yet thou hast deigned to accept as an offering the reflection I make on my miseries. Do thou, the giver of gifts, the source of all good, without whom nothing is good and nothing is holy, do thou, for thy glory and the salvation of my soul, grant me grace to know my unworthiness of all thy gifts, whether great or little, whether exterior or interior, and in all things, to have the most perfect confidence in thy mercy. This has been taken from the Revelations of St. Gertrude, 
Part 2 of The Life and Revelations of St. Gertrude the Great First published in English in 1862 This work is available through TAN Books For more information, call 1-800-437-5876 Or find them on the web at www.tanbooks.com This work is in the public domain